We're glad you've joined us on Songs of Praise, an hour of musical reflection to encourage your heart.
journeyed on with our horses, leaving things of ours behind, traveling the narrow way, up the steep and windy road, a smooth white wall on one side, and a precipice below, as we journey on, the way grows smaller still. Stripped of all earthly support, we cling on to His will. To save ourselves from falling, we press close to the wall. Our luggage was interfering, we cut it loose and let it fall. At such times when we were fearful, And our bodies began to sway A hand seemed to take the bridle And guide us over the way Traveling the narrow way Up the steep and windy road A smooth white wall on one side And the precipice below As we journey on The way grows smaller still Stripped of all earthly support We cling unto His will With our horses now left behind us We traveled on in single file Our feet exposed to grip the rocks We were fearful all the while Small cords came down from above us To keep our balance on the path We uphold from above, we were shouting It seemed like this is all we had Traveling the narrow way Up the steep and windy road A 
smooth white wall on one side and a precipice below. As we journey on, the way grows smaller still. Stripped of all earthly support, we cling unto His will. From those not used to hardship, we heard complaints time and again. While they chose to stay behind us, we eagerly pressed on to the end. All once white and beautiful now had a bloody stain. If others were able to pursue this course, then we can do the same. Traveling the narrow way up the steep and windy road, a smooth white wall on one side and a precipice below. As we journey. Still stripped of all earthly support, we cling unto His will. Where our narrow path now ended, lay a chasm deep and wide. Scenes of beauty beyond compare await us on the other side. Again in whispered anguish.
heard about a mansion always oh, built for me in glory and I heard about the streets of gold beyond the crystal sea about the angels singing and the old redemption story and some sweet day I'll sing up there oh the song of you're enjoying songs of praise here's some more inspirational music
tilts the heavens above. Should I not join their chorus sweet and praise the Lord I love? I have no song to sing, but that of Christ my
Songs of Praise continues with more inspirational music. What man of you, having an hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost, until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety and nine just persons, which need no repentance. the wall. 
Sometimes I sigh, sometimes I cry, sometimes I feel my spirit have revival. It satisfies my soul, it's hope that I can hold. Lord, I thank you for the book you've given, word of life. Breath of heaven, perfect truth from page to page that you've preserved from age to age, from Genesis to Revelation, anywhere I look. Every phrase leads me straight to Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the book. Master plan revealed to man, written with the hands of inspiration. When questions rise, I know I'll find the answer there in any situation. As I begin to me at my need. Lord, I thank you for the book you've given, word of life, breath of heaven, perfect truth from page to page that you've preserved from age to age, from Genesis to Revelation, anywhere I look. Every phrase leads me straight to Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the book. Lord, I thank you for the book you've given, word of life, breath of heaven, perfect truth from page to page that you've preserved from age to age, from Genesis to Revelation, anywhere I look. Every phrase leads me straight to Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the book. Tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress.
not fame that I desire, nor stature in my brother's eyes. I pray it's said about my life that I live more to build your name than mine. For the listening to Songs of Praise. It's our desire to encourage and uplift your thoughts to our loving Creator God.
Father, I'm the clay and you're the potter. 
trust entirely to your care. My life is in your hands. What better place for it to be? again next time on Songs of Praise, brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio, to enjoy more uplifting music. Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. It covers all aspects of living that contributes to good health like cheerfulness, fresh air, exercise, diet and positive relationships with other people to name a few. Crucial also is a personal relationship with our Creator 
who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. In this book, Alan White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God in all things. Written in simple, beautiful language, ministry healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards. Hello, this is Rosalie and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Continuing chapter 11, Working for the Intemperate. All who give evidence of true conversion should be encouraged to work for others. Let no one turn away a soul who leaves the service of Satan for the service of Christ. When one gives evidence that the Spirit of God is striving with him, present every encouragement for entering the Lord's service. Of some have compassion, making a difference. Jude 22 Those who are wise in the wisdom that comes from God will see souls in need of help. Those who have sincerely repented, but who without encouragement would hardly dare to lay hold of hope. The Lord will put it into the hearts of his servants to welcome these trembling, repentant ones to their loving fellowship. Whatever may have been their besetting sins, however low they may have fallen, when in contrition they come to Christ, he receives them. Then give them something to do for him. If they desire to labour in uplifting others from the pit of destruction from which they themselves were rescued, give them opportunity. Bring them into association with the experienced Christians that they may gain spiritual strength. Fill their hearts and hands with work for the Master. When light flashes into the soul, some who appear to be most fully given to sin will become successful workers for just such sinners as they themselves once were. Through faith in Christ, some will rise to high places of service and be entrusted with responsibilities in the work of saving souls. They see where their own weaknesses lie. They realize the depravity of their nature. They know the strength of sin the power of evil habit. They realize their inability to overcome without the help of Christ. And their constant cry is, I cast my helpless soul to thee. These can help others. The one who has been tempted and tried, whose hope was well nigh gone, but who was saved by hearing a message of love can understand the signs of soul-saving. He whose heart is filled with the love for Christ because he himself has been sought by the Saviour and brought back to the fold knows how to seek the lost. He can point sinners to the Lamb of God. He has given himself without reserve to God and has been accepted in the Beloved. The hand that in weakness was held out for help has been grasped. By the ministry of such ones, many prodigals will be brought to Christ. For every soul struggling to rise from a life of sin to a life of purity, the great element of power abides in the only name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Acts 4.12 
if any man thirst, for restful hope, for deliverance, from sinful propensities, Christ says, Let him come unto me and drink. John 7.37 The only remedy for vice is the grace and power of Christ. The good resolutions made in one's own strength avail nothing. Not all the pledges in the world will break the power of evil habit. Never will men practice temperance in all things until their hearts are renewed by divine grace. We cannot keep ourselves from sin for one moment. Every moment we are dependent upon God. True reformation begins with soul cleansing. Our work for the fallen will achieve real success only as the grace of Christ reshapes the character and the soul is brought into living connection with God. Christ lived a life of perfect obedience to God's law and in this he set an example for every human being. The life that he lived in this world we are to live through his power and under his instruction. In our work for the fallen, the claims of the law of God and the need of loyalty to him are to be impressed on mind and heart. Never fail to show that there is a marked difference between the one who serves God and the one who serves him not. God is love, but he cannot excuse willful disregard for his commands. The enactments of his government are such that men do not escape the consequences of disloyalty. Only those who honour him can he honour. Man's conduct in this world decides his eternal destiny. As he has sown, so must he reap. Cause will be followed by effect. Nothing less than perfect obedience can meet the standard of God's requirement. He has not left his requirements indefinite. He has enjoined nothing that is not necessary in order to bring man into harmony with him. We are to point sinners to his ideal of character and to lead them to Christ, by whose grace only can this ideal be reached. The Saviour took upon himself the infirmities of humanity and lived a sinless life, that men might have no fear that because of the weakness of human nature they could not overcome. Christ came to make us partakers of the divine nature, and his life declares that humanity, combined with divinity, does not commit sin. The Saviour overcame to show man how he may overcome. All the temptations of Satan, Christ met with the Word of God. By trusting in God's promises, he received power to obey God's commandments, and the tempter could gain no advantage. To every temptation, his answer was, It is written. So God has given us his word wherewith to resist evil. Exceeding great and precious promises are ours, that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. 2 Peter 1.4 Bid the tempted one not to look to circumstances, to the weakness of self, or to the power of temptation, but to the power of God's word, all its strength is ours. Thy word, the psalmist says, have I hid in mine heart, 
that I might not sin against thee. By the word of thy lips I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Psalms 119 verse 11 Then chapter 17 verse 4 Talk courage to the people. Lift them up to God in prayer. In Philippians 4.13 verse 19 it says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Many who have been overcome by temptation are humiliated by their failures and they feel that it is in vain for them to approach God. But this thought is of the enemy's suggestion. When they have sinned and feel that they cannot pray, tell them that it is then the time to pray. Ashamed they may be, and deeply humbled, but as they confess their sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive their sins and cleanse them from all unrighteousness. Nothing is apparently more helpless, yet really more invincible than the soul that feels its nothingness and relies wholly on the merits of the Saviour. By prayer, by the study of His Word, by faith in His abiding presence, the weakest of human beings may live in contact with the living Christ, and He will hold them by a hand that will never let them go. These precious words, every soul that abides in Christ may make his own. He may say, I will look unto the Lord. I will await for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light to me. Micah 7, verses 7 and 8. He will again have compassion on us. He will blot out our iniquities. Yes, you will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Micah 7, verse 19. God has promised, I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of Ophir. Isaiah 13, verse 12. Though you have lain among the pots, yet shall you be as the wings of the dove covered with silver, and her feathers with yellow gold. Psalm 68, verse 13. Those whom Christ has forgiven most will love him most. These are they who in the final day will stand nearest to his throne. They shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. Revelation 22, verse 4. End of chapter 11. Join us again next time when Rosalie Rickards continues reading from the book The Ministry of Healing, here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. Tip Lady, and I love giving tips that help. 
Simplify life. Are you plagued with unpleasant memories that you just can't seem to forget? Then today, I'm going to tell you a cure. Well, I'm going to suggest it anyway. Have you ever seen grass trees? Here in Australia, I always used to call them by another name. But these days, we're told we must not use that name. We must call them grass trees. So that's what I do. If you want the fancy name, they're called Xantheria. I think that's how you pronounce it. They're an incredibly artistic part of our fantastic bush heritage. Their beauty is striking. A grass tree looks like it has an amazing long skirt of long leaves that drapes stylishly around the centre of the plant. Recently I sat under a grass tree, catching my breath after a stiff climb, with its skirt draped over my head while I peered out through its long leaves. And my own heritage loomed into mind. I was a little girl in New Guinea, born there. We left when I was quite small, but my memories are quite large. As I sat there, I was seeing in my mind's eye the duk-duks, part of my New Guinea heritage. I remember standing in our Land Rover, yes, in those days, no seat belts to hold me in, rounding a bend in the road and Dad screeching to an abrupt halt as there, right in front of us, stood one, not one, but two duk-duks. What on earth were they? They looked for all the world like these grass trees, except that in the centre was a man and not a trunk of a tree. A national man well hidden under the skirt of leaves that draped over his head. No wonder my memory is vivid as these two duk-duks jumped up and down on the road, flapping their arms and making the grass skirt bounce up and down. If I hadn't been in that secure spot in our vehicle with Dad at the wheel, I'd have been terrified. They certainly gave me a lasting memory. And that's one of the things I really make an effort to create these days. Memories. Happy memories. So my first tip is, do something different every week. Something you don't normally do. You're going to create happy memories. And my second tip is, carve out time to do it. It's not going to happen unless we choose to allow it to happen. I've found in life that by reviving happy memories, they fill so much space that the other kind of memories lose their grip on me. And that's a good thing. Many, many years ago, I decided with a young friend that one day, in the what seemed to be a long distant future, when our physical strength would wane, we'd sit in rocking chairs and we'd regale each other with memories. Well, that time is coming closer, but at least we're making memories, happy ones. So that's it today from the Two Tip Lady, who loves to help make life more simple. 